so today we are so fortunate to have his grace shri padrani prabhu from new vrindavan and prabhu ji will enlighten us on the topic shrimad bhagavatam 5.8.14 so prabhu ji please take over the call now hari krishna thank you mata ji for giving me this opportunity speaking about shrimad bhagavatam and rupani uh, padma mata ji happy krishna conscious belated happy krishna conscious birthday thank you i'm sorry we could not or i was not uh, knowing about it otherwise thank you prabhu ji just uh, you know like your blessings are all i need <laughs> thank you to progress in our spiritual life and then go back to godhead hare krishna hare krishna so today we are discussing in canto 5 chapter 8 text number 14 so i'm reading a translation and then we read purport so when maharaj bharata was actually worshiping the lord or was engaged in some ritualistic ceremony although his activities were unfinished he would still at intervals get up and see where the deer was in this way he would look for it and when he could see that the deer was comfortably situated his mind and heart would be very satisfied and he would bestow his blessings upon the deer saying my dear calf may you be happy in all respects purport by his divine grace yes bhaktivedanta swami shri prabhupada ki jai because his attraction for the deer was so intense bharat maharaj could not concentrate upon worshiping the lord or performing his ritualistic ceremonies even though he was engaged in worshiping the deity his mind was restless due to his inordinate affection while trying to meditate he would simply think of the deer wondering where it had gone in other words if one's mind is distracted from worship a mere show of worship will not be of any benefit the fact that bharat maharaj had to get up at intervals to look for the deer was simply a sign that he had fallen down from the spiritual platform om ajnana timirandasya jananjana salakaya चक्षुर्वन मिलगुरवे नम श्रीचैतनोस्त स्थापित ये नूतले स्वयं कदापयुतापदकमलगुरुवैष्णवाश्च ृजाताधवैतृष्णचैतन्यदेवराधाकृष्णपदाधाकृष्णपदाय कृष्ण प्रेष्टा भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदात स्वामी नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे 
ಗೌರವಾನಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣಿ ನಿರ್ವಿಶೇಷ ಶೂನ್ಯವಾದಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯ ದೇಶತಾರಿಣಿ ನಮೋ ಮಹಾವದನ್ಯಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪ್ರೇಮ ಪ್ರದಾಯತೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ನಾಮಿನಿ ಗೌರತಿಶೇ ನಮ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣಾ ಸಿಂಧು ದೀನಬಂಧು ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾ ಕಾಂತ ರಾಧಾಕಾಂತ ನಮೋಸ್ತುತೆ ತಪ್ತ ಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗಿ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿ ಪ್ರಿಯ ವಾಂಚಾಕಲ್ಪತರುಭ್ಯಶ್ಚ ಕೃಪಾ ಸಿಂಧುಭ್ಯವಚಿತೇಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭೂನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧಾರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮೋ ಹರೇ ರಾಮೋ ರಾಮ ರಾಮೋ ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ If we can also, if we can also speak about uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, it's your parents' day today. Yeah. Fasting till noon, right? Yes, yes, Mother. Yes. yes. Thank you, Prabhuji. I forgot to tell you earlier. Just go. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> so, in this verse, it talks about, Srimad Bhagavatam is speaking about Maharaj Bharat. Bharat Maharaj and um, in some other place actually it talks about Bharat Maharaj very wonderfully very beautifully it talks about Bharat Maharaj he left his kingdom to practice the spiritual life and then he talks about uh, I didn't I didn't see that actually in this Uh, chapter not in our the previous chapter how bharat maharaj left this uh, left his kingdom but at some other place in the fifth canto only speaks about a bharat maharaj he left his kingdom is just like somebody passing the stool and when we pass the stool it is not that we have some affection towards that stool we leave that stool as if um of course obviously it is not at all belongs to us it's not at all it's like uh, something which is abominable it is abominable and nobody would like to turn back and see how wonderful job they have done when they pass the stool and then and nowadays we we have the toilets we flush the toilets but in olden days or even now also if you go to the villages and normally they go into the fields to pass the stool and then when you pass the stool then you don't turn back and then see oh how good job i have done so that way bharat maharaj he left his kingdom just like a person passing the stool and did not turn back and then see 
So like that, Bharat Maharaj left his kingdom. And after his leaving his kingdom, now when he has come to the forest, when he is practicing devotional service, he is practicing his spiritual life. Now it shows that he is getting attached more and more to the deer, and he is. Paying less attention to the the spiritual life. Simad Bhagavatam actually com comprises or is full with examples of so many situations in our life one can think of, and you will find the solutions for those problems in Simad Bhagavatam. In fact. When we see Canto Two of last chapter, it is the tenth chapter. The chapter entitled is "Simad Bhagavatam is answer to all questions." Very beautifully talks about how Simad Bhagavatam is answer to the all the questions. Second Canto is named as the cosmic manifestation. And chapter ten is named as Bhagavatam is the answer to all the questions. Now, how is that Bhagavatam is answer to the all the questions? Which in the first verse itself of tenth chapter, Sukadev Goswami he explains, Atra sargo visargascha stanam poshanamutaya. रिगार्डिंग फॉलोइंग फर्स्ट वन द क्रिएशन एंड सेकेंड वन इज द्रिएशन and then planetary systems the protection by the lord the creative impetus change of manus the signs of god returning home back to godhead liberation and the samman bona so these are the topics which shrimad bhagavatam talks about the principles main topics And the rest of all, whatever we are seeing in our lives or in this world, those are all the details which we go through. But Shrimad Bhagavatam goes one step forward, and even um, talks about or even um, portrays the situations which we occur day to day in our life, like. Right now, we are reading the verse or in the chapter where somebody is practicing devotional service, leaving their entire wealth, their family, and everything, and come to the forest and practicing spiritual life. They left everything. What the person left everything? 
what he was attached to so much to his wife to his children to his wealth to his kingdom to his praja and now again he is getting attached to a dear insignificant dear and because of that he is started neglecting his spiritual activities this is an example for all of us to see how careful one should be when practicing while practicing the devotional service and that's where we keep telling telling to ourselves or telling to the devotees that maya is so strong so this is one of the example of shrimad bhagavatam it talks about like this we will find so many examples which we come through in day to day life or in our surroundings or within the devotee circle or outside the devotee circle and this or in general this entire material world we can see so many things one of the example which we can see the person who is practicing the devotional service so intensely so intensely but all of a sudden he sees the two fish are mating with each other and then he get infatuated and he also want to enjoy the sex life and then and this person he is practicing the devotional service or practicing spiritual life not in ordinary circumstances because this person do not want to get disturbed by anything of this world he goes under the water sits in the water on the ground that is at the bottom of a river or the lake and he start practicing devotional service and there when he saw the mating of the fish and that's where he gets attracted to sex life and then he goes out to be married to get married This is another example of Srimad Bhagavatam which talks about. Even though Srimad Bhagavatam talks about the lofty philosophy, but Srimad Bhagavatam gives the case studies for all of us to understand and to be careful in our life, in practicing the spiritual life. Now, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu talks about is Amala Purana. he says that this is the purana which is spotless there is no spot and that's why shrimad chaitanya mahaprabhu recommends of reading shrimad bhagavatam to one of his disciple one of the six goswamis he tells raghunath bhatta goswami chant hare krishna mahamantra and read shrimad bhagavatam daily This is the instruction given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Raghunath Bhatta Goswami. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he personally gives a copy of Srimad Bhagavatam, gives a copy of Srimad Bhagavatam to Raghunath Bhatta Goswami. Now when we talk about all the six Goswamis, each and every Goswami is famous for something. 
they were having their deities or they wrote some books or they were preaching. But you don't see anything for Raghunath Bhatta Goswami. You don't have any specific deity. Like you see Gopal Bhatta Goswami, he's, in, he's having Radha Raman or Jiva Goswami. He's worshipping Radha Damodar. Or Rupa Goswami, he's Radha Govind. Sanatan Goswami, Radha Madan Mohan. Like this, you will find each and every Goswami, he is famous for something. But Raghunath Bhattu Goswami is not famous for anything as such. But he is just following the instructions given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that reading Srimati Bhagavatam every day and chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra. What did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tell him? You read Srimad Bhagavatam and chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra and you will go back to the spiritual world. Srimad Bhagavatam, as I was talking about, gives so many examples. The person is practicing a devotional service, he is a devotee of the Lord, but he will get a child who is not a devotee of the Lord who is a kind of a demoniac. Father is a demoniac and you will find the son is a pure devotee of Krishna. Husbands are practicing spiritual life. They are uh, interested in performing only the activities, interested in performing the spiritual activities, but they do not know essence. They are interested in doing the ritualistic activities of performing fire sacrifice and chanting mantras where we see the brahmanas, the wife of brahmanas and the wives, they become the devotees of the Lord. When Krishna sends the gopal to get food stuff and the brahmanas did not pay attention to them, but the wives, they were not practicing the devotional service, they are not in ritualistic activities, but they are devotees of Krishna and they give away everything, whatever is, whatever is there, is there for the performing the fire sacrifice and as well as after the fire sacrifice, the prasadam. They gave away everything. In so many situations you will find in Srimad Bhagavatam. Different, different situations which we can think of, which we cannot even think of. Like just now you must have finished the fourth canto. We finished the fourth canto as we are reading. In fourth canto, Kalakanya approaches, approaches one of the, uh, the Jura or somebody and she wants to marry him. And he says that I cannot marry you, but I will keep you as my sister, but at the same time I will have I will have sex with you. That means I will keep you as my wife, but to the outer world you are like my sister. Strange. How can you find this kind of things in Srimad Bhagavatam? Srimad Bhagavatam gives all the scenarios that you can expect in this material world, as and today. 
That's what the Srimad Bhagavatam is about. Um, Srimad Bhagavatam talks about the father is a ritualistic uh, personality and the son is a pure devotee of Krishna. You'll find, and at the same time you'll find Srimad Bhagavatam, in Srimad Bhagavatam, father is the uh, pure devotee and the son is also pure devotee, which we see in the, in the case of Bharat Maharaj and Rishabh Dev. After is a plenary expansion of Krishna himself, but the son is also the pure devotee. And we see again, just in a few chapters previously, where uh, Prachetas, they were all the pure devotees, but their father, he is not ready to take up a devotion service. That's where the Nardamani has to talk about some allegory to give examples of how the person that is within our body, he explains everything as an allegory to Prachina Baisa. So you find all the kinds of examples in Srimad Bhagavatam. Just one need to put their heart into it and read Srimad Bhagavatam. The one can perfect their life just by reading Srimad Bhagavatam. So many stories, so many examples in Srimad Bhagavatam. And ultimately Srimad Bhagavatam is talking about the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam is Krishna and his pastimes. And in the second essence which talks about the Krishna's devotees, and their qualities. That's what Srimad Bhagavatam talks about. Srimad Bhagavatam is mainly talking about Krishna and his devotees. That is Srimad Bhagavatam. But at the same time, Srimad Bhagavatam talks about the so many things. Srimad Bhagavatam talks about the king who is a demoniac in his nature, but he is a devotee of Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam talks about the king who is very pious, and then he becomes a demoniac, he becomes like a Chitraketu. King Chitraketu, he becomes like a demon, Vatasura. And Srimad Bhagavatam talks about the king who is ruling the citizens, but at the same time he is extracting, he is troubling the citizens, he is the king who is supposed to protect his citizens. He troubles the citizens. And the Srimad Bhagavatam talks about, like as I said, the father is a pure devotee and then son is demoniac in nature. You can, you can see the Anga and then Vena, you can, you can see. And Srimad Bhagavatam talks about the father, he is uh, uh, the devotee and is one of the famous personality. And then the son becomes the demoniac people, Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha. And Srimad Bhagavatam even talks about how their mother is, is infatuated with a sex desire even though father is telling that, husband is telling, no, it's not the right time, but she wants to, she wants to enjoy or she wants to have children. That's why she forces her husband to have sex with her. So the children were born 
who are not born at the right time because the mating time was not at the right time which Srimad Bhagavatam talks about. How they become as uh, demonic people. When Srila Prabhupada disciples, when they were distributing Srimad Bhagavatam, it, this is in 1970s, one of the person he said that, no, I cannot read this book, these are all the spiritual books. When he discussed about it, why he cannot, why he do not want to, or why he feels that he cannot, because he says that, I am a gay. This is in 1970. I I cannot read because I am a gay. Considered to be sinful. And Prabhupada disciple explains to them, Wow, what are you talking about? This was there in Srimad Bhagavatam. You should read Srimad Bhagavatam. It is a perfect book for you. Because in Srimad Bhagavatam he talks about when Brahma, when Brahma created and those who have been created by Brahma, some of them, they want to have copulation with Brahma. They wanted to have sex with Brahma. And those who are born from Brahma, they are men and boys, and they want to enjoy with Brahma. So he is talking about, Sri Prabhupada disciple says that, you see, Srimad Bhagavatam talks about, it's not the new concept you are talking about again. It is there in Srimad Bhagavatam. It is there in the original. The person who is the creator, he himself has gone through this. So, yes, you can read this book. And even we talk about uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, like we think normally Indians, as per the Hindu culture and all, whenever we meet somebody, we greet them by folding our hands and saying Namaste or Namaskar, whatever we say. But when they, in the Western world, what they do, they shake their hands. But when Krishna, when Brahma appeared from the lotus flower, and then he was searching what to do, he was not knowing what to do. So that time, he heard the word, Ta, Pa, two letters, and he started practicing tapasya, then Vishnu was so pleased with his tapasya and Vishnu appeared in front of him. What did Vishnu do? He shook his hands with Brahma. So many things which we can study, understand and read and implement in our life just by reading Srimad Bhagavatam. That's where he talks about Srimad Bhagavatam is answer to the, all the questions. Everything is there in Srimad Bhagavatam. We need to open our eyes and ears and heart just to see, just to hear and just to understand the subject matter, what we are studying and what we are reading in Srimad Bhagavatam. And then meditate upon how we can implement this in our life. And this itself is we can talk for hours and weeks and months the topics of Srimad Bhagavatam. How much, how much he talks about Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam talks about the person who was born in a Brahman family, in a well-to-do family, 
with a proper culture with a proper values and he deviates and then he becomes attracted to the prostitute and then he marries prostitute and he lives the entire life with the prostitute but the finally how we become as a devotee of lord krishna so the shrimad bhagavatam is such a wonderful wonderful scripture and it actually it it is applicable even as and today as we read shrimad bhagavatam it may be talking about um, in satya yuga it may be talking about in treta yuga it may be talking about the uh, topics or things happened in a different different ages but they exactly replicates in today's conditions in today's situations in shrimad bhagavatam and shrimad bhagavatam talks about the creation shrimad bhagavatam talks about the position of bharata khanda where we are in right now is bharata khanda there so many things so many things so now here in this we can see how the king practicing the spiritual life and how he is being deviated and he is going away from the spiritual life gradually gradually how he is going away from the spiritual life at least one of the thing which i see as he is performing his spiritual activities in the small intervals he gets up and then he sees what the deer is doing the proper right the fact that bharat maharaj had to get up at interval to look for the deer was simply a sign that he had fallen down from the spiritual platform now what about us when we are chanting 16 rounds what do we do are we are fully concentrated and doing 16 rounds we don't we also like this intervals we get up and do something else we don't really concentrate on japa even if you are concentrating on japa the goal of of we practicing of we chanting hare krishna mantra or we are chanting those 16 rounds is to complete those 16 rounds that is our goal our goal is not to chant hare krishna mantra our goal is not to chant nicely our goal is to finish the 16 rounds and then do something else what else we can do once we are done with this we don't really and even though when we are chanting also like how bharat maharaj is getting up and then seeing the deer we try to tend to other activities as we are practicing as we are chanting our japa sachinanda maharaj he talks about how the japa should be how one should practice this japa 
or one should chant hare krishna mantra for what are hours 2 hours or 3 hours these 16 rounds minimum rounds of a minimum 16 rounds he says first of all you should sit in a place that place you are not using for anything else just for chanting the japa so this is called as a sacred place that is the place one should sit there and then chant otherwise the place where you are sitting and watching tv or the place or you walk around it's not bad walking around but then one should be careful know what we are doing ideally means one should be sitting at one place and then chanting the japa so when we are practicing the spiritual life but then again how we are practicing the spiritual life of course bharat maharaj he is at the stage of bhava and that's where prabhupada talked about he is fallen down from his spiritual platform for us we are not even the stage of anartha nivrutti so for us there is no falling down from that stage like somebody asked this question to radhanath swami um, as the discussion was going on the lecture was going on talking about uh, honoring prasadam even we eat from outside those who are the prasadam is prepared by the non devotees prasadam no food prepared by non devotees when you accept that food how our consciousness falls down because that consciousness enter into us and that will um, create problems in our spiritual life so one devotee asked this question um, i i never uh, felt like that whenever i happen to eat outside that my consciousness is uh, fallen down i was continue to do my devotional service properly so maharaj answer to that is because you never in a in a position of elevated situation you are already in a lower condition lowest condition so there is nothing that something comes and disturbs you because we are already disturbed and we are already uh, at the lowest part of our spiritual life only when we go higher up and then we can find something is pulling us down then we can understand that yes this is pulling me down when because of other these are the things i have done but we are not even to that level and how can we think that we have been fallen down so our condition is like that we are not even at the stage of anartha nivrutti and that's where we don't see that we have been we have fallen down from our spiritual platform but this is uh, this example it gives us a preview through the window that how one should be when they are practicing the spiritual life means do not attached to the things 
and one should be practicing with a full concentration the spiritual life like uh, before i coming to new vrindavan eagle kishor prabhu who is the brahmachari he told me one thing very beautiful thing he, he told me always remember the purpose you are doing whatever you do now you are joining leaving your job and everything you are joining uh you are in the temple full time but remember the purpose what for you are going there you are going there for some other reasons then that reason will be the main cause for you to do those things but you are going there for your purification you are going there for your spiritual life remember this one thing and meditate on that one thing and put your full efforts on that one thing itself arrest everything falls in place now when we don't have that goal when we don't have that thing in our mind then there will be so many deviations we will find in our spiritual life because we are living in this material world first of all we are all grosstas we are not brahmachari and grosstas means there are so many things which keep coming which keep coming one after other one after other and one should struggle to meet both the ends in grosta life if you do if you practice a spiritual life like how bharat maharaj is practicing then the wife comes back and then tells this is not the lodging and boarding place and this is your your house and you need to take care of so many things which are there in house so one has to take care of those things and at the same time if you start taking care of those things and neglecting the spiritual life then you become like a bharat maharaj again we cannot do that also there should be fine balance you should be doing at the same time you should not be doing overly either this or that both the things one has to the practice that's where it talks about the spiritual life is like a double edged blade or walking on the blade a little bit in attentiveness that will cut you so the shrimad bhagavatam we talks about and and surprisingly if you see um even shrimad bhagavatam talks about the 12 mahajans out of these 12 mahajans seven of them are grosstas now forget about shrimad bhagavatam even if you look at the panchatattva out of this panchatattva five people three of them are grosstas even though it is so difficult to practice a spiritual life in grosta ashram but then you see how they are setting up an example of being a grostas and then practicing a spiritual life perfecting their lives 
while practicing Grostashram and then performing the devotional service. And, uh, and uh, at the same time, Srimad Bhagavatam keeps on condemning, it, it, it condemns page after page, page after page about the Grostashram. So much so, that one, as you read, as you keep on reading Srimad Bhagavatam, you really feel like, Oh my God, where I am? Why did I become a Grahastha? Srimad Bhagavatam, it treats Grahastha life as like a stool. It talks about that, of course, that may be talking about Grahamedi. Or, even though we call ourselves as a Grahastas, but we are all, at least myself, as a Grahamedi, which uh, it hurts as we keep reading Srimad Bhagavatam, how we are, oh my, what did we do? What did I do? So coming to Nagrahastha life. So, these examples of Srimad Bhagavatam, they give us a lesson how to practice spiritual life with so many, uh, what we call, stumbling blocks on our way. But still, seeing these case studies, referring to these case studies, how one should uh, practice devotional service, not to fall prey for the same things what is talking about in Srimad Bhagavatam. That's why Srila Prabhupada, he writes the book, he is talking about Ajamil, and Ajamil got a second chance. That's why Prabhupada writes the name of that, he kept the name of that book as a second chance. But one should never get second chance. First chance only, one should become a devotee and one should perfect their life and go back to the spiritual world. That is the reason the book is written. A second chance. So, Srimad Bhagavatam gives so many case studies for us to understand and to study and to learn and to implement in our life. So I'll stop here and then see if there are any questions or comments. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Vedanat Pranam, Vedanat Guru Maharaj. Thank you, Prabhuji. Your classes, it seemed to me like a warning, you know, where we, uh, such an elevated soul like Bharat Maharaj, have fell in prey to this. So, you know, our position is really bad. And also, I think one speaker of us in the conference call was mentioning that, uh, you know, actually uh, somebody said that about something about Maya. So, Sri Prabhupada said, we are actually always in Maya. So I was just thinking, contemplating on this thought that if you're always in Maya, then how serious the devotional services should be. Because when we do devotional service like chanting, even while chanting we're in Maya because our mind is going here and there. 
so uh, we should be like very very careful and uh, you know do all all possible needed for that particular day which is like given as a gift to us like a present so um, just this thought was coming i don't have a specific question but there is so much of elaboration and like you were praising uh, this uh, uh, you know like shrimad bhagavatam and uh, we've been reading about bharat maharaj's uh, you know attraction and uh, i thought it will be just like one purport but you know there is so much of emphasis probably the bhagavatam is teaching us that how important us for us it is to understand the detailed uh, you know description of how he would make uh, you know the deer sit on the lap and you know like how he got attached uh, and then he was without any association all alone and um, i was also thinking that uh, it's very very dangerous to be all alone that's why in our movement also when they say that uh, uh, you know uh, uh, some of our acharyas you know they have mentioned about uh, that to do preaching in area which is populated you know to do the chanting of the holy name and not stay in isolation do our own bhakti of course we need our own time to do japa and other things but you know uh, so everything is so well connected together you know and also prabhu ji if you can uh, my this thing is about bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur his uh, some thoughts on his uh, you know although we are so much enriched with uh, you know so many lectures coming from india so many devotees are sharing that sometimes we don't get time but we want to hear something in the morning today so we can contemplate on uh, you know how um, i i just remember one thing how he uh, you know like uh, in our guru parampara system how bhakti thakur was so intelligent that one time only when he saw shila propat he was able to know that you know this will be person who will be able to take it to uh, usa Uh, he was so intelligent and we can give so much of credit to him because if he had not met shri propad then you know today we would not be sitting here so i mean uh, so much credit goes to his uh, being able to uh, judge uh, see that uh, the potentials of shri propad and then just telling him very politely and after that it went into shri propad's heart and then finally you know when time came he took sanyas and uh, you know uh carried on so just this thought is coming but i know he has so many powerful teachings you know which we should contemplate on today thank you prabhu ji hari krishna thank you mata ji like the one of the thing which you talk about is we are always in maya there is a beautiful past time comes actually once uh, this ashtavakra muni he visits janak maharaj so janak maharaj asked the question of janak maharaj he gets up and then receives him and then gives him full atidhya and janak maharaj asked this question to uh, astavakramani how is that the living entity is so pure but still falls in maya and is get struggle in maya how can we come out of this maya so astavakramuni he didn't answer to that question and you know astavakramuni means at eight places his body is uh, distorted he cannot walk properly things like that but still he got up from the place where he is sitting 
and he started running out of the palace and as he is running out of the palace the king also started following him why suddenly all of a sudden he started running and king is thinking that he has made some mistake or something like that so when uh, king started following then all the king subordinates they started following the king so all of them basically following astavakramani astavakramani went out of the palace and there he saw one tree and then he went he hugged the tree very tightly and he started telling leave me leave me leave me so janak maharaj saw that and he is telling astavakramani what is this you are you yourself you are hugging the tree so tightly and you are telling me leave me leave me how can that this is what is this astavakramani said this is what is condition of all the living entities it is not that maya is powerful it's not that maya is catching you you are catching maya tightly and you saying that no leave me leave me so that is uh, our condition in this material world also as you are talking about the bhakti dance of thakur again it, it gives such a wonderful wonderful example for all of us so to see bhakti dance thakur he is having so many sons all of them were not become a devotee one of them has become a devotee that is the bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur and same thing also we can see with shila propat not all of his sons they become a devotees of propat propat made thousands of thousands of people as the devotees but again his own sons only one of them has become a devotee you all may be knowing him so that's only one person he is the smallest propat's youngest son he has become as a devotee <coughs> yes the bhakshan sar stakur is uh, so much to talk about he is also known as a simha guru and bhakshidan sar stakur is the one who brought this concept of yukta vairagya into uh, the uh, devotional service Now what is that ikta vairagya utilize whatever you have any material thing or anything that you have utilize it for the service of krishna and he is to you somebody donated him rolls royce and he is to use that car to go for a preaching being a sanyasi and going by rolls royce car and that's propat is utilized that principle as a yukta vairagya in his preaching and that is one of the contribution of bhakti siddhanta saraswati thakur of yukta vairagya utilize whatever you have in the service of krishna so then that thing also becomes as spiritual and propat gives an example of microphone now we talk about the example of our the smartphones so we are using the smartphones to connect and then speak and then talk about the spiritual topics so the smartphone says uh, uh, 
the smartphone becomes as one of the uh, facility and it turns into the spiritual so that's what so there is so much talk about the box and those stuff okay so any other questions comments I think then we can end the call here, Mataji. Yes, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. We miss you two Mondays. So thank you so much for joining today and giving class. Wonderful class, Hare Krishna. Thank you, Mataji. So it was again. We don't have. We were not having a power for seven days. Right. so no wifi and no power so that's where mm. i could not join last last week yeah hari krishna mr thank you so much for yeah thank you so much for wonderful class bro that's so nice uh, you addressed uh, so many topic go how we can learn from the case study of shrimad bhagavatam thank you so much prabhu ji thank you prabhu thank you for your kind words thank you anybody has any question or comment mata ji uh, also jayshree mata ji uh, who gives class twice a month uh, wednesdays was yes. not able to give uh, class because of the light hmm Yeah, I was thinking of her yesterday. So maybe the, may, next Wednesday or this Wednesday she has picked the date or. Yes, Mother, I will check. She has the date. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Prabhu Ji. Best wishes and she, she Bhakti Sadanta Saraswati Thakur, uh, appearance day is today. So we'll chant. She Bhakti Sadanta Saraswati Thakur, ki jai. So we will. Uh, Do Pushpanjali at our temple, right, Prabhuji? Yes. Hello, Prabhu. Yes. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Let's pay our respects to all the Vaishnavas. Vancha kalpataru vaischa kripasin vaicha patika nam pavan. Mehyo namo namaha. Anantakoti Vaishnavanda ki jai. Shivapati. Bhakti Siddhant. प्रति ठाकुर महाराज की जय हरे कृष्णा थैंक हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी की जय